Thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, welcome along to another team talk. I'm joined today by James Yallop from Cumbria Police. James, uh, we're all into the line of duty at the moment. So do you want to give us your uh, official title and what you do for Cumbria Police so we can all uh, try and uh, pick out all the acronyms like I'm trying to do at the moment? Thanks, Ben. I'm watching it myself. So, uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. James Yallop from Cumbria Police. I'm a detective chief inspector. I work in uh, public protection and one of my roles is to oversee domestic abuse and child exploitation. Excellent. And, and you know, in terms of, um, I think as well, it's important, you're also, you have a, a bit of football uh, background as well. So do you want to take us through the, your uh, illustrious career? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, mate. But uh, yeah, once upon a time, I enjoyed playing injuries have uh, sadly caught up with me. But I was a keen footballer for Carlisle, um, in, mainly played around Carlisle. And uh, yeah, New Laves, Carlisle City, uh, a few different other teams uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. But unfortunately, I've now hung, hung up my boots and my five-year-old boy is just starting to, to pick it up. So I'll hopefully start that's on that journey with him. Yeah, that's normally where when people go through the list of teams, that's normally where we really find out what sort of player you were. I'm sure there'll be some feedback um, from ex-players <laughs> and uh, teammates of yours, mate. So um, the idea, James, behind these team talks is that we're we're trying to look at um, recognising the, the role that football has to play in the wider society after we've we've been through probably the, the, the hardest 12 months. Um, that we've we've had in quite a while. Um, you know, we've seen some great examples of clubs who have really worked well in the community, raising money, um, you know, putting on challenges for each other and, and coming together. But we know that there's there's so much more that we can do to support the local community. And obviously the two areas that you uh, lead on are, are two things that, you know, unfortunately um, will have an impact somewhere along the lines with the number of people that we have playing football in, in the county. So I suppose starting with a, a more general outlook, how has the, the lockdown been for the police and, you know, how, how have you found it? What have you mainly been dealing with over this period? I think we've found that generally speaking, you know, crime overall has reduced. Uh, obviously, people have been they've been stuck at home. But sadly, what that, that means is often we've seen an increase around uh, vulnerability, around uh, primarily domestic abuse uh, at certain parts of the year. Um, you know, people have really struggled with their mental health. Relationships have been strained. People have had a lot of financial difficulty, you know, a lot of challenges to deal with homeschooling. And that tension can build up and it can create difficulties in relationships, um, which sometimes, you know, spill over and... Um, you know, also the other extreme, we've seen some, um, sadly, a lot of an increase around domestic abuse where, you know, clearly perpetrators uh, are acting in an abusive manner towards partners, ex-partners. Children are sadly being caught up in that. So children are seeing domestic abuse take place in the household. And also on the, in relation to children, they're spending a lot more time at home. And obviously we've just came through the winter, we've had dark nights, maybe spending a lot more time in their bedroom online. And we've seen increases around online abuse uh, and exploitation online as well. So I guess as we come out of lockdown, Ben, and um, as you say, football is going to be one of the main things to return um, before things start opening up on a wider scale. I think we've come a long way around mental health and people are having those conversations now, uh, particularly men around how we feel. And I think the thing for me is that as children and adults and families return to that football community and that football environment, 
they, they can speak to one another and they can speak to professionals and uh, coaches at the clubs. Um, and it's really important that if they've had a challenging time over the last few months, um, they find someone to speak to and someone to trust and confide in and then maybe look at where they can turn to for support around any difficulties around child exploitation, around domestic abuse that they may have um, that they may have experienced sadly uh, in the previous sort of six to twelve months. So if we take each of those ones in, in turn a little bit, domestic abuse. If we start with domestic abuse, then what what role do you think you know having played football yourself where can football support you in terms of you know trying to talk about domestic abuse trying to um you know obviously eradicate it as best we, we possibly can but also to to sort of refer people or you know deal with it if they think there's a real emergency how can we help you with with domestic abuse i think there's a there's a few different strands really you know children returning just make sure we're looking out for them and trying to have that conversation is everything okay because the the football coach might be someone they trust and then if you get that you know if, if a child tells you something that's happened as a coach you know you need to know where to turn um and speak to your safeguarding leads and get that advice around where to go uh, if you do receive something a disclosure from a child that you're worried about speak to your safeguarding lead and ultimately you know you can come to the police for advice around you know, if you think about what a child's told you, if they're going home and potentially at risk in that home environment, you can't leave that unaddressed. You know, you need to speak to your safeguarding lead and, and, it, and you don't want that child going back home being at risk. Um, I think for for the adults, you know, it's about if, if they've potentially been a victim of abuse, finding someone to turn to, finding access to a local support service. You can get that on the Cumbria Police website. You can find it through Cumbria together. Um, and equally, you know, there may be people out there who recognise that actually, do you know what, over the last 12 months, my behaviour hasn't been great. It's unhealthy towards my partner. And, and I suppose as, as an abuser, if you like, if you're honest enough to recognise yourself as someone who's been abusive, there is support available as well. You know, try and think why that's happened. You know, address the underlying cause. Uh, there's a helpline called Respect. There's also local uh, organisations through victim support called Turn in the Spotlight, and they run a programme which is aimed at, um, you know, improving that relationship and making it a healthy relationship if people do want to stay together and work through those challenges. And again, if there's children involved in that relationship, think about the impact on, on them. So if you bring it all back to the beginning, really, it's about having that conversation uh, and making sure that we can have, have an environment where we can hold that conversation to find out what, what has been happening for individuals, for families in lockdown, and then knowing where to signpost each other to in terms of accessing ongoing support. I suppose from, from a club point of view, it's it's really around making sure that we we encourage people to have talk, have that, those conversations and, and recognise that football is a safe haven, safe environment, because, you know, I'm going to guess, um, you know, that, that it's quite difficult for somebody who is either being abused or an abuser to, um, you know, certainly if you're being abused to, to come out and to speak to somebody, you don't want to be seen to be looking for help, but yet 
you know, it will be normal for people to go along to football, um, you know, so nobody would suspect anything. So we've got to create that environment where people know that they can tell us and that they'll be treated and we'll, we'll deal with it. I suppose the other thing as well from a football point of view is that, you know, if you are uh, the uh, abuser, then you might not have reached that stage yet. But if you are starting to lose your temper on the side of a football pitch watching kids play or you've lost your temper with the referee and you wouldn't normally, maybe that's the time to to look to get some support. Or if you're a coach and you're seeing somebody who seems to be very aggressive in, in training and he's showing signs of that, then again, we can hopefully get that and say, look, you know, you, you, you know, do you need to talk to somebody about something? So yeah, there's lots of things I think that football, football can do. Um, moving on to the second one and, you know, not, not sort of uh, trying to rush through this, but obviously wanting to make as much use of the time we have. Um, child exploitation. Can you just explain sort of what that, that means? Now I did some training with yourselves uh, recently, um, which was brilliant and I would recommend to, to everybody. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that, but what is child exploitation then? And what does it actually mean? Yeah, well, I mean, it can cover a number of different forms. I, I suppose in, in essence, it's about for children uh, when uh, a trusted adult gets them to do something that they don't want to do uh, for the adult's uh, benefit. Um, it can be in the form of criminal exploitation, getting them to carry out criminal acts, you know, for the adult's benefit. We obviously know what, um, you know, some of the the horror stories around child sexual exploitation, but it's also online as well. As I mentioned earlier, children have spent a lot more time at home uh, on the Internet. And we need to know about the risks as well around around that, around um, you know things like image sharing, uh, where children within school, maybe within their peer group, are sharing naked, semi-naked images of themselves and maybe sending it to someone who they trust, who they think is a friend. And then suddenly that image is shared right around the football club, right around the school. And then you think how that makes the child feel, the, you know, how, how that makes the teenager, the young person feel. So my message would be, please, please do not share an image if you're a child listening to this. Um, if, you're a, if you're an adult listening in, just know about the risks know about the indicators and the vulnerabilities and how to how to support children and again know what support is out there if you visit Cumbria Safeguard and Children's Partnership website we're um, partway through a 12 month long campaign called It's Not Okay uh, and there's lots of help and advice uh, on that website around support in relation to child exploitation. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I did the train and it was only, I think, a, a one hour uh, session, really useful. Um, are, are those sessions still being being delivered or are they recorded that somebody could, could watch back, James? Yeah, I think for anyone watching, um, you know, if there's a specific training session you would like, um, either come through yourself, Ben, yeah. or, or, or contact myself through Cumbria Police or Cumbria Safeguard and Children's Partnership, we could facilitate a session, not a problem. Um, because you know, for the clubs, the coaches, it's really important. As I say, that it's just if you have an aware, if you have an awareness, you can and you know what signs to look out for, uh, and both for child exploitation and domestic abuse. If you're a coach, you're in a really privileged position. You know, people will, by and large, trust you, and don't be afraid to use that professional curiosity, have that inquisitive approach, just to ask the next question someone might really be wanting to try and to tell you something. And if you shy away from it as the coach, you might be the only person that they trust. And if you can just, you know, get them to take that next step and speak about their experiences, 
can take it from there in terms of getting support and making sure you know that they're safe and it doesn't happen again yeah it's a, a brilliant message that seems to be coming out loud and clear around that um you know football for a long time has been seen as more of a preventative tool around things but now I think we're we're wanting to keep that, but also change it into the fact that we become part of a solution or breaking down a stigma. And the key thing seems to be let's start having conversations. Let's make sure that we're publicising things like the "It's Not Okay" campaign, that we we stand against domestic abuse, but also that we're we're there to support. Um, but they have to be ongoing conversations. It can't just be a day of action, a week of action. We need to be putting things up in our changing rooms, um, you know, putting stuff out on club social media, just so that when a person or if a person ever needs whatever help they can they can get, they know where to turn and they know that football stands with them um, in, in terms of getting that support and helping them wherever possible. Well, I, I think that's that's great, James. I think that's covered um, the, the main bits um, from our from our point of view. Um, you know, I think uh, you do a fantastic job, you know, in, in, in what you do. And, and I think on behalf of Grassroots Football, we'd like to thank um, you know, Cumbria Police for all all that you do, um, and hopefully our football will also help you by uh, behaving ourselves when we come out of uh, this lockdown and the restrictions, so that you're not getting called to football pitches and etc. on the sidelines either um, for for poor behaviour or or not following guidance. But thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it, um, and look forward to working with you throughout the the ongoing seasons. Thanks very much, Ben, and uh, thanks for all the work you're doing raising awareness. Much appreciated.